Hey, little hiatus. Coming been a little while. Been a little, little while. Hiatus. I've been across the country hunting, bud. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I I intended to uh, inquire a bit about your hunts, but we I can want to a little it. bit. I want to, oh, you do want to talk about we it? We can. Yeah, sure. How you've been gone? What three weeks? Yeah, it's been a long one. We uh, we left the day after Christmas, and we drove through all of Nevada. Well, we woke up Christmas supposed to fly to Oklahoma City and yeah, meet wet, and meet guys. Down. Well, it was not weather. COVID. It was people not wanting to work because you know the COVID. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we woke up at three thirty the morning we were supposed to fly out at six to a text message saying our flight was canceled, not just delayed or pushed back or whatever, straight canceled. So I was like, oh crap, you know? And so I got on looking to change our flights. There wasn't a flight option from Reno to Oklahoma City until Friday, so a week later. Mm. So I I text Chad like at four, and I'm like, "Uh, we got a problem. (laughs) And uh, we decided just to jump in the truck and drive 24 hours. So we (laughs) get there, because we were meeting people there, and we had to, I mean, you know, schedule was set. So we jumped in the truck, drove all the way through Nevada, all the way through Arizona, all the way through New Mexico, all the way through Texas, up into Oklahoma. Hunted there. It was awesome. Had some, a great camp. Rob Roberts was there. Uh, Cody Cannon from Whiskey Myers was there. Chase Rice was there. Um, Brian from Gator Coolers. He had a couple cooks with him. And then all of us that were there. It was, it was a really fun camp. Then we left there. Did you get some birds? 11 man limits and mallards and geese pretty much every day. Jesus. It was it was awesome. We hit it right there. Average. We hit it right there for sure. But in there, uh, five mallards, six ducks, six duck limit, but only five can be mallards. And then you get a bonus duck, which can be anything else. Pintail, well, I mean, obviously any other duck. Uh, so we shot some widgeon and some pintail. And then. In the peanut fields? No. Winter wheat, uh, peas. From the summer, and then sown no-till winter wheat. So it had winter wheat coming up, but still a bunch of peas in the field. Mm. And we actually hunted two days in the same spot, the same blind with the same decoy spread. We made, we changed the decoys a little bit because the wind was a little bit different, but the same spot and killed 11-man limit. And then the next day, a couple of people had to leave, so it was a seven-man limit the next day. Wow. It was of mallards. Not it bad. was just crazy. Uh, so and then we left there. And drove through um, Kansas, and all the way through Oklahoma, then into Kansas, then into Nebraska, then into Wyoming, right on the border with Wild Nebraska Outfitters, and hunted Wyoming and Nebraska for the next week. You could hunt. I mean, you're right on the border, so wherever, whatever field they that company wanted to hunt. Uh, it was just right there on the border either side. So you, we didn't buy a yearly license. We just bought a, a daily each day because uh, they, they didn't know which field you were hunting each day. So every night you'd just get on by your daily license. And and uh, we killed geese, limits of geese every day and some mallards. So the migration's got to be screwed up if you were that no, far no, no. south and then they, all the way that so far north. So it was all big geese. We were killing all little geese down in Oklahoma the big geese, big, you know, Canada's never leave there, they said. Oh. The North Platte River stays open right there. And it's there's six miles of the North Platte that go right through this town called Torrington. Uh, that is basically a, it's a refuge. Can't hunt it for six miles. And it stays open. So every, I mean, 
I've never seen more birds in my life on a system. It was absolutely nuts. Really? Uh, and still really huntable even this late in the game, huh? Yeah. They, yeah. It, the day we got there, the day before we got there, it snowed 20 inches. They didn't come out to feed that day or the next day. They said it melted a little bit. And then for, you know, three or four days, it was just, oh, my God, it was massive. <laughs> it was just crazy. But as long as they have that open water and can chill for a couple of days, they're fine. And those big geese never leave, they said. Mm. Never leave. And did you, did you hunt the river a couple times there? No, can't hunt the river. All in the field. Where were you at hunting the river? I thought that was us. You must have been somewhere else. We were hunting the river in Oklahoma the very first day, and it was not good. It was 75 degrees the day we got there. (laughs) Then the second day, it went to negative two. Crazy. They thought they were in Nevada? Crazy temperature swings. Yeah, for the first three or four days we were in Oklahoma, it went from 75 to negative two to... 38 to 12 to i mean it was just jumping all over the like first four days so it was kind of hard to figure them out but then we we still got our birds but then those last four or five days it stayed like at 20 and it was just stupid good so anyway it was a good it was a good trip but the the trip up from oklahoma to there we hit an ice storm and snow that (sighs) snowstorm that came through it was gnarly going 15 miles an hour through I mean, when we when we got left Oklahoma, it said we were getting to our spot like in five and a half hours to where we wanted to stay that night. Eleven and a half hours later, we, we limped on in. Mm. <laughs> and, Nothing better than being in a sweaty truck full uh, of dudes for an extra eleven hours. Well, thank God we had two trucks because uh, I had to drive my truck. Oh, we you five. had to take yeah, me, so I drove. So yeah, and then went there. And then uh, Chad and the guys went back in further in Nebraska and hunted for four more days. But me and Les came home. So we drove from Wyoming all the way through Wyoming, through Utah, back into Nevada. So it was a hell of a trip. Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, Wyoming, Utah, Nevada. (laughs) And you get to see them all. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. (laughs) You need that that map uh, thing where you put the stickers on every state that you saw, you know, for a motor home. Did you log the miles? Uh, No, I can't. I mean, I guess. 4,500 I definitely, I just got an oil change right before I went. And I need another oil change a couple weeks later. But yeah, it was a fun trip. Hey, uh, you know, just quick math and to cue into this intro. Your CCW was valid in all those states. Every one of them. I carry it right along with me every day. Every day. Which, uh... P365. SIG. Thank you to SIG, who's bringing you this podcast. Brock Clay is P365. More stuff is rolling in. I never got to see one of those ones I'll put together. Did you ever get to see one of those, Clint? On social media. (laughs) That don't count. It doesn't count, exactly. Jared, how many of those did you put together, you and Jared? Don't even know what you're talking about. Mm. Just one for me, mm. one one for Chad. Weird. That's it. Weird. <laughs> There's like seven sitting out there on the ping pong table. Put together? No, still mm. in pieces. <laughs> Is there a 22 out there? Nope. That'd be a neat little, uh, neat little trapping gun to have, wouldn't it? Yeah. Old Jim's got that hundred year old pistol. If you start it now, by the time. Chase's grandkids are uh, it'd look like old enough. You could it'd be all ready to hand over to him. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, I shoot a little twenty-two on the trap line, but there's none out there. What do you do? You uh, have you talked to anybody trapping this year? Have they done good? Has it been a good year, bad year? I haven't. 
Jim strikes me is that I have, and it's not been a good year. Jim has caught one. Yeah, one cat. I'm trying. You put me on the spot there. I know you're going to ask me that. But I did <laughs> talk to someone, and they, it wasn't good. It hasn't been good. Um, and we, we, uh, not that this is indicative of the season or anything, but we we called a uh, spot that typically has a couple traps set around it. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, and they were not there. And it looked like they were there at one point and then pulled. So, I, they, you know, either means the guy thinks he caught what was there or he never caught anything, so he pulled yeah. it. Because you could tell he redid all those crowds, uh-huh. but then everything was gone already. Jim has gone everywhere, every spot, and can't find any sign. Yeah. Caught one cat just recently, like a week ago. So, <laughs> that's not good. That's not. I don't know what. I don't know what it is. No coyotes. No bobcats. So I ran into uh, a couple guys uh, coyote hunting over the weekend, and oh, it was probably two thirty or three in the afternoon when I ran into them, and they hadn't seen a coyote all day. I can't speak to their Ability. skill level or anything, but they definitely had all the gear and you know UTV, and they definitely looked like. They knew what they were doing. Looked the I mean, part. He said that there's definitely you know days that they pile them up, and he thought it he thought it mostly had something to do with the moon when we were out there. I don't know, but uh, I came across a mountain lion track chuck hunting, but I never saw one coyote or anything else. I don't know. Cycles maybe cyclical. Yeah, but we've been saying that for four years now, so this is just a long cycle now. Seven, it's seven, seven on, seven off? No, I thought we thought about three, four years ago was the end of that cycle, it seems like. seems like it's been 10 years. It has been a while, really. Since Not 10, I get what season. is it, 22, but it's been eight, I guess. I mean, it's we're a year or two past the normal cycle, it seems like. Yeah. Well, here we in Nevada, because you know, gnarly drought, though. I, in Oklahoma, I didn't hunt in it, but... Holy crap, the sign and, the, and everywhere. And he said, please come trap. Please come call. I mean, all these ranchers would love you too. I don't know why no one does it around where they were, but I mean, so much. I mean, every morning you could just hear them up <laughs> everywhere lighting up. And and uh, every road you drive, dead on the road, dead on the road, dead on the road. Really? Every road. Crazy how mm-hmm. many coyotes are back there. So, and I mean... Those guys in Wyoming are still crushing it. They still kill a ton of it. Um, so, certain states still have them, I'm sure. Well, if you're from Colorado. <laughs> and Arizona. And Arizona. There's some news. You got to do something. Yeah. Everybody's got to do something. And it's, uh, it's loosely related to what we're talking about. Uh maybe completely related but predator management and specifically correct me if i'm wrong mountain lions bobcats lynx is that just the bears, bears? mountain lions coyotes lynx in, in the colorado one so they're looking to ban the trapping and then eventually it will become and legal hunting of, not oh, just trapping oh, they're doing the whole thing right away everything okay so yeah, they don't want you to hunt predators. Here, let me read it to you. In those states anymore. Let me, let, let, me, let me read it to you. Let's hear it. There are these four Democratic 
two state senators and two state representative Democrat women who have wrote this bill, SB 22-031. Colorado. This is in Colorado. Um, it aims to ban legal hunting and trapping of state, the state's wild felines. Uh, we should get to this article. The ban does not, doesn't entirely preclude the possibility that a citizen might need to kill a wild feline in self-defense, but it does take all legal forms of take for citizens off the table. Why are they saying felines if it covers mountain or uh, bears, bears and coyotes? Maybe that's how. That's how they named it, but then it groups it all in. Yeah. So, so it makes people go, well, yeah, because mountain lions and bobcats are beautiful, so you Trapping shouldn't kill them. them. Well, maybe the bears are in the Arizona one, and the and no bears in the Colorado one. Let me read it, because it might just be bobcats, mountain lions, and lynx. What are you reading, Colorados? Yeah, Colorados right now. Here it is. Bill um, sponsored by state senators. I don't want to give their name. Well, I guess you can give their names because you should call them and email them and, and let them know that this is wrong and uh, they shouldn't be taking the ability away from the state and the science and you as a uh, personal hunter. Anyway, here it is. State Senator Sonia Jaquez Lewis from Lafayette and Joanne Janelle from Fort Collins, as well as the state representative Judy Emma Bill from Boulder and Monica Duran from Wheat Ridge, effectively strips Colorado Parks and Wildlife of its role in managing mountain lions and bobcats links. Also, not mountain lions and bobcats, and also stripping the future possibility of managing links should it become delisted. Because right now, you can't even kill a lynx there because it's right. listed. Right. So they're trying to even be... <laughs> proactive in saying, well, in the future, you can't hunt these even if it comes delisted, which doesn't matter. So anyway, the bill effectively bans shooting, wounding, killing, or trapping a bobcat, Canada lynx, or mountain lion. It goes on to state legal exemptions. These include personal threat to citizens, livestock depredation, scientific collection, zoological, euthanasia, and more. Violators can expect the following, which the bill into which is written into the bill. A person that violates the bill is guilty of a misdemeanor, punishable by a fine of five hundred to two thousand or up to one year in jail, an assessment of twenty hunting license suspension points, and civil restitution of seven hundred dollars for a mountain lion or bobcat and a thousand dollars for a Canada lynx. Additionally, upon conviction, the commission may suspend the person's hunting license for up to five years. So so it doesn't sound like they're doing the coyotes and the bears, but the, the, there's a very old saying out there, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Oh, yeah. And that's what they, they start with a bobcat and a mountain lion, and, and they move on to a bear and a coyote and uh, anything else that you have. Yeah. It's, Guaranteed. 100%, it's just like us, right? If in Nevada we just stopped the, the coyote contest yeah. deal, but it's the same thing. Oh, they said it even when they were you know, trying to get it passed. No chucker hunting, no fishing derbies, no nothing. Right. But you damn sure know that it's it was coming. Plate. It was coming. Yeah. And they start with, you know, like I said, they start with these really pretty bobcats and mountain lions. And, and the great majority of probably hunters out there go, what do we care? I, I've never killed a bobcat or a mountain lion anyway. Yeah. You know. And you you better bet they know that too, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. they know that. So that, that's where they start, right? And then even, even a, an outdoorsman person, whatever, would go, eh. It's kind of like. The bump stock thing, right? It was like you had that tragedy in Las Vegas, and 
I don't own a bump stock. You don't own one. You don't own one. I bet you most of the people listening here don't own one. Yeah. The sales of a, of them weren't like through the roof, right? It was like a novelty thing, but th that's what they know they can get, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, nobody needs a bump stock. And a lot of guys that hunt and have AR-15s and all that, they go, yeah, I don't have one. What do I care? Yeah. Go ahead. But next, you know, yeah. next it's a high capacity magazine. Yeah, you don't need your trigger. Yeah, just... next, yeah, next it's what, well, <laughs> suppressors you know, you need, yeah, and it's everything. Everything. It, it's it's a you can have your gun, you just can't have your trigger. It's just like two weeks to flatten the curve. Slippery. <laughs> you you give it to them, and here two years later, Slippery because slow. the people in the government are dumb. Yeah, they truly are, and none of them, most of them, are not qualified to hold the jobs they have. It's all, it's just about power. They have no clue about the issues that they're talking. Not no clue. Obviously, there are some smart ones out there, obviously. But the majority of them, I feel that they're in it for the power. And whatever causes... And money. Whatever causes the enough friction to keep it going yeah. so they can have that power and money, that, well, that it's going to it's gonna stay that way. And, and they're going to fight. And then you can go down a whole other path of, you know, lobbyists and you know, whoever, whoever they're in their pocket and, you know, these groups, they get into their pockets and their ears and then they go, Hey, yeah, I never heard of those people that you just said. I mean, not that I'm really abreast on politics and everyone in the game, but they get a few no name senators and people that are dumb enough to bite on this stupid thing. And they go, Hey, 100%. really do me a favor. If you, you know, at least present this bill, you know, that no, that's a big thing that is, it's funny you say that I was talking to, um, Rich Gonzalez about this earlier today and you know it's happening at Trident Nevada they've already passed it in several states it's going to every state and it's going to happen so I mean first off what you talked about oh bump stocks this okay give it up you know but next it's this right and it's just like uh bow hunting with a traditional Cur bow or a recur you know recurve bow or now uh, you know the new style of bow or, or compound bow right or lighted sights or lighted knocks or this or a, a range finding uh <laughs> bow sight versus a knot versus a sight on a um what you know all this there's just so many things i'm trying you know going through my head but what my point is is hunters should not fight amongst each other there's so many forces outside trying to stop just because you don't hunt with a recurve bow, well, yeah, let's get rid of the compound bows. Well, right. no, because now I can't hunt. Well, now let's get rid of a a, a uh, black yeah, powder a gun with arrowhead. a, a yeah, back to flint now. Whatever it is, <laughs> a, a black powder with the sight. No, you got to use iron sights. No, you got to use a light. No, you can. There's no. We should not be fighting amongst each other. We should all go. Hey, if they can go after trapping. Once they get it, I should be smart enough that they're going to come after whitetail hunting next or or whatever it is, they're going to come because it's not that they just don't like hunting of bobcats or coyotes or whatever. They don't like hunting and killing because that's their cause. And it's not even so much that they don't like the killing. The cause gives them money. Right. That's it. You, you just kind of took the words out of my mouth of it's, you know, it starts with it starts with predator hunting. It ends with all hunting. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I never really, you know, you do hear, you know, you hear bickering amongst the different groups, you know. And I've heard even seasoned hunters they don't know why we coyote hunt, and and you know, there's a there's a whole ecological reason to why we do it, but it's also our, our passion and 
you know, is what we choose to do. <laughs> you, you, the world has gone and forgot that we live in a free country called America, and you should be able to go do that. Yeah. And, you know, the more and more we let these things be eroded away, you can't get them back. There isn't. There's not going to be. No. There's not going to be a day where they go, "Hey, let's let let's let those guys hunt lions enough." It, it's been long enough. Yeah. No, it's not. It's never going to happen. You're not going to be able to do it again. California is a perfect example of that. They banned all hunting of mountain lions. Not even the hunting. You can't even you bring can't a mountain even have lion. Them. Because, yeah. yeah, you can't even bring them back into the state. Right. So, and their populations run rampant. The one that just twists the freaking knife in me is then we pay a government official to take care of what we used to let a hunter do and pay us for. And I've said it before on this podcast. We can't do it, but we'll pay a government employee to do it. You got to be as dumb as that wall right there (laughs) to sign up for something like that. And and if you don't think you think they're going to just let bobcats and mountain lions roam free in Colorado and do whatever they want. They're not. No, they're going to be trapped. They're going to be collared. They're going to be released in other States. They're going to be moved. And these, Animals are smart enough to make it right back to where they were. Bears, the bears do it all the time. They take a bear, put it 150 miles away from where they caught it. Try back there a week later. Yeah, (laughs) people are stupid. I I hate to say it, and I know it's not the people listening to the show, but the people of the show have to start getting involved. This show needs to be pushed out because the the comment period for. I believe both of these are at the end of January. That's why we're doing this. We had some other stuff planned to talk about, but that's why we're doing it now because it, we need to get this podcast out and educate some people. Not just make aware of oh, hunters goodness. across all these states. All hunters across the country need to write in, need to call these people in, in not only Colorado and Arizona, but be proactive in your own state because you know damn well there's other lobbyists that are against us that are doing the same thing in Pennsylvania right now, in Wisconsin right now. They're getting their little feet wet in all these states to, to you know, oh, we passed it in Arizona and Nevada and California and Colorado. Everyone, you know, 17 states are now on board with us. That's yeah. They just keep moving. And that's, to their credit, they're very good at it. Very good at it. It's they have the money and the lobbyists and the people are very good at what they do of getting these bills on board, getting the people on commissions on wildlife boards into the state senates or, you know, wherever it is, they're very good at that. And then all of a sudden, boom. And the conservative was like, Holy crap. You know, where, where'd this come from? Well, if you pay attention, it's been coming. What do we got? What do we got? What, what tools do we got? We have to research Google your state representatives. Okay, and your state senators. So you're saying I would call Nevada, even though this is a no, no, no. You can call Nevada because you are legal. You are legal to go to Arizona and Colorado right now to go hunt. So we want to call our state's representatives, and we want to. You call the state, Colorado and Arizona, right, right. right oh, now. So we want to we want to research Colorado. Colorado and Arizona's state representatives. And we want to call them and call them and say, listen, you're opposed to Bill whatever Clay Red exactly, here, and we'll make a we'll make a. Uh, post with the information on it yes we will make a post you're opposed to that bill and you can leave it on a i've done this before i in nevada i think you can leave it uh like on a message you don't have to you don't have to specifically get a hold of someone if you're no if you're pressed for time you can email i was going to say you can email i know you can email and and all you got to do is say i'm opposed to this 100 percent typically say why are you opposed to it 
you say you're not you're not for the erosion of your hunting rights in in any state and then and then you can leave it on a voicemail typically too because you'll never get a hold of one of those you'll get their staffers and stuff like that but they they typically have a line that you can oppose so but, so the, here's here's a couple things so not only right now you can call them up and not only give them don't give me mind be respectful come with truths don't lie don't come with feelings personal feelings come with you know the correct information don't just some say something so outlandish and be disrespectful to them because they're just going to turn a blind eye to you right so when you write your two sentences five sentences a paragraph whatever it is be respectful come with the the correct information of why you're doing it um and 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 give it that way. But you can also be proactive and call them and, and set up a meeting with them or get with the secretaries and say, I'm calling back. I want to talk to my state representative and get them on the phone and or an email chain going back and forth and actually get their views on a subject prior to this. You know, if you live in, let's say, Utah or wherever it's, it, state you're living in. Be, Wait, so you lost me for a minute. So, But now, now you caught me. I just want to make sure everybody understands. Clay is now saying jump out ahead of this for your own state yes so once you've called colorado and, ex and expressed what there's already a bill out there your opposition to it now take another half an hour call your place other Nevada is where we're at we would call ours and say hey you see in the news what's happening with colorado mountain lion hunting bob bobcat hunting where do you stand on topics like yes this? and and come with education get in a conversation back and forth so why why are you this why are you why aren't you like this you know get out ahead of it and try to change their minds before they even get to the voting point or or even want to co-sponsor a bill right or and not and or but and after the fact as if when things like in nevada saying that we didn't pass we should write to those members saying thank you too, yeah. right we you know we have to we have to be in their ear because they are and we have to do it tenfold because there's you know one of them sound like a hundred. We're we're playing defense. They're playing yes. offense. So we have to get out in front of this stuff and email and call every day, and and get your buddies to and get to, get the people that aren't even hunters to do it. And be mindful of who you vote for. Yeah, that's for sure too. But you just have to you know get get this out because we aren't you know we're the state and mind most conservatives I would say throughout history of leave me alone I do me you do you and we'll call it good yeah, but, but that's not good enough anymore right. we have to be proactive and, and fight fire with fire now because we're not going to have what our you know parents and grandparents used to have if we don't so there are organizations out there SCI and you know all the organizations out there that are fighting for us but we as individuals have to do it too because there's not some type big lobbyists that are going to these state senates and, and doing it on our behalf. Not for us. Yeah. No. So, uh, you know, call hunting companies. If you have hunting contacts in certain hunting uh, companies, because let's take a let's take a company like Mojo, right? Or Fox Pro, or Johnny Stewart Game Calls, or whatever it is in the in the predator world. Those companies, not only give a lot of people employment in America, but they sell a lot, you know, they give a lot of people their their stuff and ability to hunt. And if they don't get involved, those companies have to do a good job of getting involved as well. Yeah, because their livelihood. Yes, because if they don't and leave it on us, 
we can only do so much and hopefully we can do more than what's happening right now. But those hunting companies, so if you know people in hunting companies, not just predator hunting companies, any hunting company, get in their ear and tell them to get on board with supporting certain groups or taking action in certain states, wherever it is, to be proactive because that's the only way we're going to win. It really is. And I was just thinking you reach out to your your pro staffers, reach out to the guys you watch on TV, reach out to, you know, people you see at these Cabela's and stuff like that that are out signing hats and doing what they do. They got to get involved too. You know what I mean? Organize. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you know, let's say you have 10 hunting buddies in Arizona. Organize. Get those 10 buddies to have 10 other buddies and 10 other buddies and and get, get a, you know, a, a blank sheet of paper and write it out because you, you don't have to specifically write us your own two sentence or three sentence. You can get a pre-made little deal and have it all filled out and you send it in. Organize, get this out, you know, write something up and leave blanks in there and send it to certain people and let them sign it and send it in. Um, so really you just have to organize, be proactive, talk to your state representatives, Senate, congressmen, Congresswomen, whoever it is, um, wildlife commissions, and and get the word out that you're not going to lay down to somebody that's going to come in and just because they don't like it, take my ability to hunt, trap, whatever it is away. Because it, like you said, we said time and time again, it starts at coyotes and bobcats and mountain lions, and next it's mule deer hunting and fishing and chucker and everything else because the the anti hunters are anti hunters. Everything except fishing. <laughs> They'll go to that too. What uh, did you have the Arizona law? I, I'm going to read that too. Oh, and on that one in Colorado, I don't know if you know, but like it, that passes. They have the jurisdiction. They, this it will go to the state instead of to the Colorado, um, like Department of Wildlife, Department of Wildlife whatever Wildlife. their, their commission it's is. Called, right? yeah, it Colorado be, Parks it and Wildlife. Law. If they pass that, it'll be a law. Colorado Parks and, and that, su- that's what I'm wondering. Law. That supersedes so right, like the the authority of your wildlife commission or something well, like that. Huh? That's the, so right now it's legal to hunt and trap bobcats, mountain lions in Colorado. The Canada lynx right now is already federally protected by the endangered species act. It's just like the, the wolf right now, right? You can now hunt them because there's so many of them and killing all the moose and the elk and everything else that these, these links now are, their population is not what it used to be. The management and mostly hunters, because of how much money we put into the system, they're thriving. So they are seeing it and going, well, we're going to add that into the to this bill just in case it gets delisted. But anyway, uh, so I that even might think that there's something coming down the line that they see that to even add Open it into this bill. Yeah, that they might even see it to even add it into this, right? So... Uh, while you're looking that up, I just a thought crossed my mind. We've said it here before. We're going to ask you to do both. But in a third, join SCI. Yeah. It's I I think it's like a hundred bucks for a year or something like that. And it's we have, like you said, they're they're kind of the boots on the ground in Washington. Yep. You know, they're your lobbyist. And they have local chapters. Get involved with your local chapter. Oh, yeah. Um, and not just SCI. I mean, they're, they're huge and they're, they're awesome at it, but there's other local chapters of a whole bunch of stuff. And then 
hundred dollars yeah, I mean, a year. Ducks Unlimited or to, any of that kind of stuff. It's but. going to be a couple hundred dollars a year that you spend in getting coffee and stuff in the morning, right? So, yeah, for sure, do that. So, are you saying you drink Starbucks every morning and that you got a couple hundred dollar habit? No, <laughs> never had a cup of coffee. coffee. <laughs> uh, the state biologist, if right now bobcats and mountain lions, and if links were to come off, right, delisted, they would go to the CPW, Parks and Wildlife, Colorado, that the biologists would monitor them as a game species and control populations via the intricate and planned allocation of tags and hunters and trappers. That's basically, it's the science, right? You, just like in Nevada, you have to call before you go trap a mountain lion or do the, you know. You gotta have a fur bear's it, license, it, it, only a certain amount of time. Yeah, so um, they established quotas, the harvest limits, they increase, decrease numbers to sustain the viable population of those species in Colorado, right? So that's what they do. So now they want to take that away from them um, and put it in the hands of non-scientific politicians, right? Who right. have a heartstring because, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, it lost its life. Yeah. Um, so let's see what it says about... Um, where it would go. Well, the very last line, which is very big, like we were talking about, we live in Nevada, but we should call Colorado and Arizona because right now it's legal for us to go hunt those species in Colorado and hunt deer. So even if you don't hunt bobcat, mountain lion, lynx or whatever, you can't hunt lynx, but other species in Colorado and Arizona, you just hunt deer, you should damn well call in because you won't hunt, have deer to hunt. I was going to say. There'll be so many more like of those things. in Yellowstone. They're going to crush, demolish your, your elk and deer populations to a point where now there's only 10 tags to give out instead of 2,000, whatever the case may be. So just because you're not involved in predator hunting, you have to get involved if you're any other type of hunting. I mean, even if you're even if you're a bird watcher, I mean, you can go out and and look at these deer and take pictures of them and take elk, and there's not going to be any of that left. No, I mean, just, <laughs> to take pictures of any of them if you if you don't even hunt them and kill them and eat them, you'll take pictures of a mountain lion chasing eat, and eating a, yeah, eating the ass out of that deer. Mm -hmm. So there's so many. You have to educate people. It comes down to education too, um, and because. Anyway, there's so many things. Let's get to the Arizona one. I hopefully, hopefully, what we're talking about isn't the first time you've ever heard it. You know, if you don't believe that predator management affects your deer populations, your you know what you may you may not coyote hunt or predator hunt, but you choose to whitetail hunt or mule deer hunt or elk hunt or any of that, and, and you don't think that predator control plays a big part in it, you've been living under a rock. Trying to find the, the bill here. Game and fish. Uh, Arizona. And Arizona also has bears added to it, huh? That'll be interesting to see how they've worded that. And Arizona successfully did away with coyote hunting contests, correct? Um, yeah, pretty sure. So that, I'm pretty sure I, I remember reading that, too. Okay. I'm not finding it as easy as Colorado. Hunting challenge. Let's see here. I'm trying to get the bill name. Is there's articles on it, but I'm trying to get the bill name. 
You're gonna hear a little bit of dead air. <laughs> well, talk about. <laughs> um, well, you can talk about uh, Blood Origin podcast. They are very good at what they do and have some very good speakers on there, and they touch on the right topics. And these being some of them, but um, if you are not a subscriber to the Blood Origin podcast, do it and go listen to some of their stuff. They are very well educated and a very good. Um, voice on our side so blood origin they've got a podcast out there mm-hmm. let me see bill where is it just trying to find the bill god dang it oh. You just really kind of start thinking like the the bigger picture of this stuff too. This these two states Colorado and Arizona yeah, it was not that long ago. Those were conservative states, conservative governorships. You know, just you kind of see how all of the other stuff that kind of gets tied into politics and politicians getting elected that you know become hot button issues from public education to you know all the stuff that that politics gets involved in. And look what's what happens in the span of a couple of decades. How it just morphs, and then all of a sudden, what you would have thought. A state like Colorado, you know, all the open land and the traditions of what Colorado is about and how politicians from some small areas of the state where there's a higher populace can start to dictate, you know, what that what the average citizen can or can't do in that state. I mean, you think Arizona is the same, you know, same way, the wild, wild west, friggin'. Probably even more so, but you know, from a hunting tradition standpoint, I mean, I mean, if you were to think like back through our, maybe our uh, lifespan and our parents' lifespan, Colorado would probably be the most named outdoors hunting tradition state. I would think more than any of them. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's every state has 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 somewhat of it, but I'm trying to think if, you know, if we were talking to our parents right now and they'd think about a, a state that was very pro-hunting, I think Colorado would be one of the first ones named. Yeah. And here we are in 2022, <laughs> and they're, uh, and it's probably, it's still, it's 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 a lot like any of the political issues. It's it's not the majority. It's not, it's those small pockets of places like Boulder yeah. that are that are very liberal and where there's a lot of people that live. So those those state senators tend to hold a lot of power. So here, I'm going to read this article. doesn't specifically give the the, um, the bill name, but it's from um, Brian Lynn, who's the Vice President of Marketing and Communications for Sportsman Alliance, which is another great organization. <clears throat> and this kind of goes over what we've been talking about and, um, you know, some more information about it. Anyway, I'm just going to, I guess, read it word for word instead of trying to paraphrase it. Give me a minute. Okay. With the start of the new year, the Sportsman's Alliance expects a slew of new legislation at the state level. But in 2022, the animal rights movement has started to attack hunting before there's even a proposal on the table to attack. In Arizona, some of the largest anti-hunting organizations in the world have combined forces to strike down hunting at the highest overreaching levels. (coughs) The state has opened public comment on the framework for its next five-year span of hunting guidelines. 2023 to 2028, which will dictate season, 
methods and means, mandatory reporting, and the like. Pretty commonplace stuff that hunters as the primary users and funding of source of wildlife management should understand and comment on regardless. However, this year, animal rights activists have laid siege upon the Phoenix headquarters of the Arizona Game and Fish Department during open comment period, and if Washington State is in the indicator, this sneak attack is a real threat. This is a new overarching tactic that strikes early in the regulation process when the bulk of sportsmen aren't even engaged yet. In a concerted effort, the Humane Society of the United States, Center of Biological Diversity, and Mountain Lion Foundation have rallied their troops to attack during the open comment period, which ends January 31st, January 31st, 2022, so a couple weeks from now. <clears throat> their primary focus, mountain lion, bobcat, and bear hunting. On January 12th, which has already passed, they held a webinar to educate their followers on their best practices for submitting comments that erode hunting in the state. They have That's how good they are. That's how organized they are. They have a webinar. Whoever wanted to get on and learn how to write in and talk and do stuff, that's how they, so we, you know, play fire for fire. We gotta, we gotta do some stuff like that too. I encourage you to check it out. I've sat on these webinars before. You'll get an inside glimpse of the half-truths, misdirection, emotional appeals, and yes, outright lies. We're not anti-hunting, these groups impose. Uh, armed with that knowledge, you can submit your own comments, countering those points while strengthening your own, like that back scientific wildlife management supported by trained biologists and not the emotional-laden rhetoric of animal rights activists. You can view the guidelines um, at the Arizona Game and Fish backslash hunting backslash guidelines the department will accept public comments on these hunt guidelines for 30 days which started january 31st <clears throat> you can email any comment to az hunt guidelines at azgfd.gov so that's arizona hunt guidelines at arizona um, game fish department, I'd imagine. gov az hunt guidelines at azgfd.gov. We'll put that in that social media. Yeah. Post too. I, I was reading while you were reading, and it sounds like maybe the Colorado one's a little further along than this Arizona one. Yeah, they've already got a bill introduced that mm -hmm. so sportsmen, especially Arizona residents and anyone who has plans to hunt the state, must step up and submit comments that counter this flood of animal rights comments if not hunting will be lost this isn't hyperbole washington state just canceled its highly regulated permit only spring black bear hunt when game commissioners openly stated that public sentiment outweighed accepted science weakening fish and game commissions by opening commissioner seats to non-consumptive users and outright anti-hunters has been a tactic of the humane society and other groups for several years now see vermont new hampshire by having sympathetic ears on game commissions and flooding these commissioners during open comment periods animal rights activists can achieve their goals early in the bureaucratic process and make no mistake their goal is to end hunting in every state species by species <coughs> hsus humane society has had their eye on arizona since at least 2015 when cecil the lion was killed shortly after the tidal wave of media coverage Humane Society attempted to link African lions with America's mountain lion using their own stupid study, <laughs> faux study. In 2017, the Sportsman's Alliance predicted the game plan for lions in Arizona. After failing to pass legislation to ban mountain lion hunting and bobcat hunting that year, Humane Society not only spearheaded a ballot initiative in Arizona, but also bankrolled nearly the entire effort as well. What you're seeing from those the companies 
at the commission level in Arizona during this comment period is a throwback to the suspended ballot initiative 2018. It might be a new year and might be a new tactic, but the goal of these places is the same to end hunting in Arizona. Sportsmen must answer the challenge by making their voice heard during open comment period or face the very real possibility of losing hunting seasons to an extremely vocal minority. So basically everything we just said, get on, make your voices be heard. Yeah. And so like you said, I think this, there might not even be a bill, but they're working on it. They're working on it. I, on the it. article I read, they're looking to have it in by 23 for the hunting season of 23. Yeah. So, so. they'll, they'll hear comment. And then it sounds like the gaming commission is going to do this. Not at, not at a state level, not at a, like a law level, but mm. more of a commission level to set it. Or maybe it starts there. Yeah. But same process. Get a hold of them. Yeah. Tell them you're opposed. <laughs> they tell them you're you opposed. Hear what they say in the article, man. It's a, the erosion of your hunting rights. Doesn't matter if you bobcat hunt, bear hunt, mountain lion. Because you imagine later, not hunting strip in Arizona. Sooner or later, they'll get to what you like. Or if you're a rancher, maybe you're a rancher and you don't hunt. Yeah. The the, the thing that should infuriate. I'm so mad I can't even say. <laughs> That's a word. Uh, all of us. Like it does me, is why are we going to pay a government official to do what we're willing to pay to do? Yeah. We buy a license, we buy ammo, we buy guns, we buy calls, we buy fuel, we buy food. We do all this stuff to go out and enjoy what we enjoy in the outdoors. And instead, you give that up and you let some government official go out and do it for you. So you can sit on your couch in the metaverse and freaking have a virtual <laughs> drink with your dumb buddy down the hallway, dude. It's the erosion of it's, our it's, entire world is really what I'm it is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. These people would rather stare it, at their phones. Yep. And I, they and they and it's not good enough that they're miserable. They want all of you to be miserable too. Yeah. So if I'm sitting on the metaverse not interacting with people, god damn it, you're gonna sit on the metaverse. You're not have, too. have fun having yeah. have, having fun. Go out hunting. there and shoot that innocent god. bobcat. I just did a quick little search here. Um kind of explains why Colorado's way ahead of Arizona. At least their state Senate is 20 Democrats to 15 Republicans. Right. Arizona is 16 Republicans to 14 Democrats. Yeah, so, so you can see why it's moving a little bit slower. And you can see that, you know, these people are smart enough. Oh, yeah. They know. They, they see a state that's either freshly turned or, you know, freshly got the numbers like Clint just said, and that's where they go focus. And they, they're so good. At, at this legal or not legal maybe but very unethical you need these freshmen senators representatives however it is they might be in an area that you know they're democrat but they won but they're in an area where there's you know mostly hunters mostly cattlemen whatever ranchers but they're democrat because they're that moderate democrat right but they still don't like the hunting and everything or they might family whatever it is these Companies, whatever you want to call humane societies and all these freaking things, uh, they get in their back pocket saying, hey, I know you want to build that uh, meat pack and processing plan in your in our area, but you don't have the funding or, you know, whatever it is you want to build that that <laughs> you, highway or, or transit system through your area. But you don't. Hey, here's here's a million dollars in your back pocket. To fund that, if you vote against this hunting bill, uh, 
there's so many things that go on in politics that we're not privy to or aware of, but we know it happens that we have to get out there in front and, and get to those people before they do basically not, not saying pay them off, but educate them that they're the ones. You're not going to stand for that. We're not standing for that. Right. And so basically it comes down to at the ballot box really. Um, And just finally realizing that it is a real threat. It's a real threat. It used to be a threat 20 years ago and you kind of heard about it. You're like, eh, not really. I mean, hunting will always be around. Right. Eh, Well, now in five states or 10 states, you can't hunt certain things. Right. And 10 years from now, you're not going to be able to do this and do that. So we have to start now. You know, like it or not, hunting's changed a lot, even since like when our dads were kids. You know, I was just, when I was just in Winnemucca, you know, I was looking at the, you know, the they got a bragging board back from like 1959. And shoot, they, I don't know, I don't know when Nevada switched to a draw or if it ever did or how it used to work back in the day. There was a heck of a lot more deer filled, you know, on that wall, mainly because I think more people used to hunt back then. But it's changed, you know, for the for probably the better in a lot of instances, but there used to be a time you didn't have to ask somebody to go hunting. You didn't have to ask somebody to go fishing. You could go hunting, you could go fishing. You know, now did some people take advantage of that and do the wrong things? They did. I mean, they, you know, back before us, they nearly wiped out the, you know, the Buffalo, the American bison or whatever they, they pretty much did. No, that was for a whole other reasons, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, so now like you said, we've got a scientific, you know, entity monitoring. You know, they probably hire more biologists than anybody else, except for maybe the weed places now. But they're monitoring all this. They're watching it all. They're regulating it all. And it still isn't good enough. Yeah. Just eventually, you know, maybe not when we're here, but eventually it's going to be every shooting sport out there, including hitting a target because they don't like it. They don't like it on any level. And you watch, it, it'll be that. 100%. It'll be that. Pretty soon they'll take that 22 out of the Olympics and you, you'll be the biggest fool on, on the planet and if it's, you choose it. It's to, okay. Well, we're, we're, we're uh, kind of like what they did with trapping back a couple sessions ago, tried to do. Well, you got to go from a you know 72 hour check to a 24 hour check, which basically no long liner could ever do. So it effectively kills it anyway. Right. Right. You're, you're taxing this and you're taxing that so much or, or you can only hunt whitetail for seven days. You can only hunt mountain lions for two days. You can kill. We're not banning it, but we'll let you kill three of them. It's the same as California. Oh, a firearm. Yeah. You can have an AR-15 in in California. Just has to have a five round mag, a bullet Bullet button, button, no flash hider, no retractable stock. Yeah. You know, so sure, you can have. It, technically, it's an AR-15, but so even though that's my point of saying that is, never back down or even give when they because it happens all the time. Oh no! Well, okay, we're not. Let's not ban it, but we'll give you thirty days. Mm-hmm. No, no, I won't, not one inch. Not one inch. Never give an inch. Because nope. it's it's getting to that point where, you know, I hate to say it because there's there's some stupid. Not stupid. There's some people out there that ain't going to go for any of it. And you're going to, it's going to get to the point where they're going to make all of us criminals. Right. Because no one's going to stop hunting. 
No. No one's going to do it. So what are you going to do? But that's why they only take a little tiny piece at a time because yeah. a lot of people, eh, I never hunted bobcats anyway. Yep. I never hunted mountain lion anyway. Then you go, hey, you only got three days to kill your uh, deer this year. Yeah. Eh, three days better than none. Yep. Well, now you only got one day. <laughs> you know what? You don't, look, how, you didn't even need it. What yeah. do you, you know, you went all year without doing it. What do you need? So now you can have a tag every two years. Now every five years. Yeah. Now you don't you don't need a tag. We got all the meat you want. Yeah. And and you go into the store and every shelf is bare. Right. And get, mention, and and getting recalled. Not to mention you can't really determine what's in there. <laughs> There's so many reasons that people need to step up now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Start organizing. Start talking with them. Call them. Stay in their ear. Hound them, but be respectful because you know the other side's doing it way more than we are. And be particular with your vote. Yeah. A lot, lot of people in the last year or so, uh, they voted with emotion, yep. and you can't vote like that. And I hear people all the time that, you know, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hunter, big-time hunter, voted for Democrat XYZ. Can't do it, man. Can't. I, I, I wish there was a Democrat out there that, that would stand with you on your gun rights, but they just don't. And so every vote you throw to them because your emotions run hot or yep. whatever, it's it's sad because they're the ones taking it away from you. And they'll, they'll ultimately be the ones to take it away from you. It won't matter if you can hunt a bobcat or a mountain lion you'll be throwing rocks at them again. And that's just – it is what it is. You got you to gotta use your brain when you vote. You got to ask that question. Clay said it earlier. We don't mean to harp on you like your second grade teacher, but we're harping on you. That's how. That's do your do your research and contact the people that are in there right now. Yep. You know, I just did a quick search. One point five million people follow the PETA organization. There's two hundred twenty thousand people talking about the Humane Society. The Humane Society breaks up all their Facebook pages per your area, so I couldn't tell you how many followers, but. They're, they're, that's their army and they're, they've got a hell of an army yep. looking at you right now. You know? No, like I said, we, we outnumber them, but we don't out talk them. Never so, have. So we need to start doing that because the comment period, by the time it's over, they've already got their 1.5 million people already doing it. Yep. And we need to, you know, come together across the country not just in Arizona, not just in Colorado, and call them. Leave a comment. Write the email. And get 10 buddies to do it. And get their 10 buddies to do it. Um, you know, <laughs> get them on the bus and drive them to the polling. <laughs> to, the, to the voting booth. It's, <laughs> it's basically what you got to do to keep what we have. Because if we don't, we'll be in the metaverse. All right, you got my blood pressure up high enough. We are going to draft <laughs> a nice social media post for you yep. all to... Yep. Basically, you're on here today. Listen to us get angry. But a lot of good information shared. Uh, I, I think you can rewind and get those websites if you don't want to wait for the post. And here's whatever. here's one more thing I want to say. There's a guy by the name of Mike Reese, who is our Lincoln County here in Nevada County Commissioner. He's awesome. He's on our side. He's, he's very well-versed. Very smart, knows what to say, how to say, how to get into, uh, you know, the ear of people and do it in the right way, respectful way. He's done it before. He's he he was on top of the game of of getting this last uh, 
coyote deal shut down here in Nevada. He was right in the forefront of it. So if you want, contact Mike Reese. He's our Lincoln County Commissioner here in Nevada. Email him. Get his email. I'll try to find his email and put it in the post too. But you can email him. He He's awesome and smart. And uh, he has a lot of getting information of how we can go about doing what we've talked about for the last hour and a half. So um, anyway, that's my final thing. Clint? You good? Good. Alex, you good? I'm not good. I'm angry now. Let's go trap some. I'm going to go get my mountain lane tag. (laughs) (laughs) Going to go trap some bobcats and shoot coyotes. (laughs) We'll see ya. See ya. See ya.